0: This is The PR Pod, the podcast that brings you expert tips for working in PR and finding your niche, with your host, Brooke Burns. Okay, all right, let's start. Today we're joined, we uh, see, I can't even start. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'll be like that too. (laughs) Today's episode is why you should use an event stylist. And I'm joined by Tess Hodgkinson. She's the founder of the Style Maison, an event and floral styling design studio based here in Sydney. So Tess, you and I have actually worked together a number of times before over events over the years. Um, And you also have had a previous life working in PR. So you have a really good understanding of the event side of things from both the event styling perspective as well as from the, I guess, the PR or that kind of client side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did it for um, PR and events for six years before I opened up the Style Maison. So I have a bit of experience in, in both worlds now.
0: And so I think that makes you really well placed for today's episode. And for this, we want to cover what an event stylist is, what services they can provide to help make your event really spectacular, and also talk about some tips for those occasions when your budget doesn't necessarily extend to event styling. So I guess to start off with, I will put it out there by saying if I had the budget to use an event stylist, I would use one on every single event. Yes. Yeah, it's, (laughs) I mean, what they can add to an event uh, from my perspective is just phenomenal. Like it's this this creativity and this, um, I guess this design, Mm. which I don't have. But can you kind of take us back a bit and tell us what an event stylist is and what kind of services you can do from an event and floral
1: perspective? Yeah, I mean, every event stylist is a bit, different, but I guess we help bring your vision to life, as you said, based on the look and feel of the event that you want to put forward for your client. In terms of services from us at the Style Maison, we offer everything from tablescape, um, which means you know linens and crockery and tables and chairs to everything from floral designs, um, from when guests enter the space to when they leave the space. And I'm talking every single detail from the bathrooms to the bar to when guests sit down or if it's it's a cocktail from the cocktail tables as well but most stylists would look after the look and feel of the space while you guys focus on the running of the event
0: and it can encompass like you've said the i guess what people would would maybe call the the smaller styling elements mm. but it can also be huge things i mean you can create structures
1: and enormous
0: pieces that can be integrated into a space. We can
1: create things that are hanging from the ceilings Mm. to when guests walk in, big archways for them to walk through, um, staging, uh, working with AV companies as well to create amazing lighting, all sorts of things like that. So it it could be a a small event perspective where Mm. we're talking about the details of the tables to grand designs as well.
0: And I think that is where the value is, is making, mm. transforming a space so it feels like a warm or homely or exciting or fun or whatever, I guess, the brand attributes are that you're trying to communicate with your event.
1: Yeah. And we help, help work with you guys as well to think about what type of theme that you want to go through with your event. And mm. a theme doesn't necessarily mean carnival or Mexicana or anything like that. It could just be as simple as, you know, as you say, warm and homely versus something quite decadent. and and luxury, you know, we help with all the little details that we're talking about, make the event feel the way that you want and your client wants it to feel.
0: And do you think having an event theme is a good place to start when it comes to the styling
1: perspective? Absolutely. Otherwise, we can go left of field quite easily. Really, when you do brief an event stylist, it's important to let us know what you need in terms of look and feel and what you want the guests to feel as they walk in to your event. Mm.
0: And I guess that probably takes us back to what the original or the initial question should be. If you're thinking about approaching an event stylist, what information do you require from them to, mm. even before you start considering what elements you might include or do for them? What do you need to know from a PR?
1: Definitely the purpose of your event. Why are you having it? Who's going to be there is very helpful. How many people? When you say
0: who's going to be there, do you mean um, in terms
1: of the type of guests or the age range of guests? Or... The type of guests, um, I've done kids' events before and mm-hmm. obviously what we're providing for kids might be different to what we're providing for adults. Kids love colourful bits and pieces and, and things they can touch and play with. Adults also love colourful things, <laughs> um, but with them... They might have, you know, some beautiful vases that I know will be safe but still look good where kids would want to touch and feel that. So what we do with kids' props and things like that, they're able to touch and feel it. The biggest thing as well that we need to know is access with venues and venue location. Knowing how much time we have for bump in Mm. and bump out will definitely affect the quote. So whether I need, you know, five of our Mm. team there to help bump it in, I know at the end of last year, we did a Christmas party and we had a 20 minute turnaround and we did everything from the entrance way. We did a big arbor full of beautiful fiddle leafs and things mm. like that. We needed to attach and all the vases everywhere, plus signage and you know, creating a real um, tropical space, but 20 minutes to turn it that's, around. Oh my gosh. That yes, is just, that's, that's not, not ideal. Sure
0: <laughs> and I guess to break that down even more so those listening have a better understanding. So when it comes to, and again, we'll kind of talk about this in another episode mm. on, on budgeting, but if you have a whole day to bump in, and by bumping in, we mean actually putting all the elements into the space that you require and then bump out is removing those elements. So Mm. if you had a whole day to bump in, you might be able to get away with just you or you and one other person doing it. But if you've got 20 minutes to bump in, then you're going to need however many, 10 or 15 people because you've got a short time frame. So that's yeah. an important part. For-
1: really, really important when briefing an event stylist, just to get an understanding as well as what we can do within that time. Obviously, yeah. 20 minutes versus a whole day. A whole day we could create something so fantastic. You know, as I was talking about before, you know, a hanging installation or something like that. If We've got 20 minutes. Probably not. But we can still mm. create something beautiful, but maybe not something that's hanging from the ceiling that we need two hours to at least install.
0: And I guess budget is another thing that you ideally need some guide park on. And I and I know from my personal experience, sometimes a client will say, I've got 10,000 mm. or 20,000 or 50,000 for an event. Uh, and other times they'll say, I want to do an event that looks like this and incorporates this. Can you... Find out how much it'll cost. Yep. So sometimes I'm briefing a stylist in to say, What can you do for 20000 And sometimes I'm saying, This is what I need to achieve. How much is it going to cost me to yes. achieve that?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Budget is all, always a great thing I like to know upfront because, as I said, we're creatives. We can go bit crazy with our (laughs) ideas. Um, But yeah, we do have clients coming to us saying, this is what we want to achieve. How much is it going to cost? And, And from there, we have that conversation, whether it is achievable or whether we could do a smaller version of it if their budget doesn't permit us to do it. Yeah. Um,
0: and I guess the size of the event is also important. And we're talking about a 15-person event here mm. where you're going to have, you know, 15 people engaging with styling elements or is it 500 people? And, you know, are you trying to deck out a massive warehouse versus a small private dining room? Yeah, so, that's very important to know as well because yeah.
1: based on how much furniture is required, whether we can use furniture in an existing venue. And again, we can talk about that in your episode talking about venue but you know usually we send around a questionnaire to get briefing and to get that that information from people just to make sure that we've covered off everything we need to know and give you guys you know a bit of a thought of what information we need so that it makes it a lot quicker and you know as a stylist we have a good understanding of exactly what you need and how we can achieve that with you.
0: And in terms of a time frame, how far in advance of an event would you ideally like to be contacted? Considering obviously it takes some time to put together a proposal. I mean, I imagine that can take yeah, a week sure. or so, depending, you know.
1: I mean, ideally a couple of months is, is great, but again, we've turned things around in three, four days wow. before. Um, again, that's not ideal, but it's achievable and we'll do it. But if we want to work with, you know, some of the great suppliers that we have relationships with, they also do need notice, but I know sometimes that can't happen and you do only have a certain amount of days to turn things around. But yeah, the more notice, the better, definitely.
0: And, you know, I guess just to recap on that, be mindful that when you brief in uh, an event stylist, there's back and forth, you know, like you said, you might be providing a questionnaire and that takes you a day or two days to come back to them with the questions and they've got to go away. They're going to come up with a proposal. They come yeah. back to you. You'd like some elements, you don't like other elements, they come back. So that whole process of even just agreeing on what this event will visually look like that in itself can take two weeks or three weeks. Oh, absolutely.
1: And keeping in mind that you're also sharing this with your client. So if you are working on behalf of a client, not only do you guys, you know, need to feel happy with what we're presenting, your client does as well and sharing that with the client. And I feel a lot of times where we do need to make tweaks, the delay is because it's back and forth. So I always try and include the client in our conversations when we're talking about the look and feel of the event and we can all brainstorm together rather than have – the PR agency is the middleman. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's fine, and the client's fine not to be involved. But some clients heavily love events, and <laughs> and you know that's something they look forward to, yeah. and they want to be involved, which is completely fine. Yeah. But then include them in the conversation because it does save us a lot of time Absolutely. doing that back and forth. So
0: when it comes to, I guess, putting together a budget from your perspective, one thing that I think it's important for PRs to remember is that uh, you as an event stylist are not just quoting on the flowers and the fact that you've had to build a structure and you've got some balloons here and you've got some beautiful napkins, Mm. you also have to include your time to source these items, whether you're going out to a couple of different balloon suppliers um, and coming back with them, your time to bump in and to bump out. So I think it's important for PRs to remember that when they receive the budget from an event stylist, it has to include those elements as well. How do you separate it out when you're putting together a budget? I imagine you list out the third-party expenses, and by third-party we mean those people that you have to go out and get an item from or a service from, and then you combine your time into an amount? Is that how it works?
1: Uh, Semi, what you've said is 100% correct. A lot of the time I have a client coming to us saying, this is how much we have for, you know, you to do your work. And it's they don't even think about our hours and our fee. So what, the way we split it is we do our fee usually at the top and we list out exactly what services we provide, whether it, you know, bump in from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., bump out from after hours. Um, you know, usually that's 9 p.m. onwards, including, you know, floral arranging, floral sourcing, uh, linen ironing, washing, all that sort of thing. So we list out exactly what our services provide and that sits at the top of our budget. And then below we list out all third party and that's for the actual items that'll be at the event. Sometimes we will work with you guys and and ask, do you need AV? Do you want us to organise that? Which we definitely can. Again, do you need catering? We can organise that too. And we kind of go down through the nitty gritty details of what services you like us to provide versus what you are going to provide as well. So but that sits down that third party, but it is altogether sits under an event styling budget.
0: What's the most frustrating element about being approached about events? Is it not being given a scope of budget so you've got no idea what you're
1: working with? I think it's lack of understanding how much it costs to have an event stylist. Some people come to you and say, I have two grand. And as I said, that includes our fee, but also it includes everything else to make things look beautiful and it it does take a bit of money to make an event that wow factor that you need but at the same time it's so worth it you know you you talk about the reason why you're having your event you want interact with your client or with the product whatever you're trying to talk about at the event and and to do so you know you want people to go on instagram and share what's going on and you want that instagram worthy moment and to create that it it's a little bit more than a few hundred bucks here and there. I'm not saying that a event can't be done or styling, styling an event can't be done on a small budget. Absolutely it can. And we can do that in different you know ways, but having a client come to us and say, we have X amount of small, tiny bit of budget mm-hmm. to, to do an event. It's just frustrating because it's just thinking, well, you know, that that's how much it might be for our hours to even be there to create yeah. that. Um, that's probably the most frustrating. Other than that, I don't think that there is anything really in terms of changing the scope a lot can be frustrating sometimes. Usually when you approach a event stylist and I guess any supplier really, having a clear understanding of what you want and what you want to create is super important and trying not to change your mind too much because again, that's, you know, our time changing the whole look and feel of the event. I know sometimes that can happen, but having a clear understanding with your client as to what you want before you approach any, anyone is super important. I
0: mean, this could include something like you, original was this kind of rustic homely feel and now you're going for a very modern sleek. So yes. That's totally, it's not just a case of, okay, well now we're going to go from browns to shiny blacks it's your different props will change or your, your vases may change yes. all those kind of elements which means you essentially go back to scratch.
1: Yeah exactly I mean in terms of if you say oh look we've got another 20 people coming to an event that's no problem we can make that work no issue at all but changing that whole look and feel especially midway can be very frustrating.
0: And costly for the client oh, that's the reality of it. Yes, yeah, you it know and I suppose that puts you in a position where you've got to come back and say that's no problem I can completely rescope this for you. However, we're now going to have to build in this extra element for me to come up with a new concept and that's going to cost you X amount of money. Exactly. Yep. Um, So you touched on the smaller events. What is the minimal amount that an event stylist is really worth Using for is it something like a media dinner where you have you know a set of beautiful florals down the middle and maybe some place cards and some lovely napkins or what's the what's the line between using event stylus and you're doing it yourself yeah Yeah.
1: I mean it really depends on if you guys want to focus on your media liaising and. Comms and things like that. Use an event stylist. Let us take that off your hands. You know, this is stuff that we do every day. We absolutely love it. Use us to help make your event that extra special. Um, Everything from an intimate dinner you know, with all that details that you talk about that we, we definitely can do. Yes, you can also do it yourself, I guess, with creating the place cards and the linens. I always say with flowers, though, always use a florist. You know, you going and picking flowers yourself, it, it can be very stressful if you don't know what's in season and you don't really know what to use. Well, the longevity of them. You know, uh, you know
0: you've, you've got a flower in a vase there and it starts to wilt, wilt. within two hours. And,
1: exactly. Yeah. So I always say use a florist. It's worth every penny. If your budget is quite small, there are ways that we can work around that. So for example, we might, you know, have a, say a a table for a dinner, a, a couple of stems in a vase, and you have a few of those down the table with some candles, if it is a, you know, nighttime event, and that can still create a beautiful tablescape is how we call it, but still you don't have that full runner of florals down the middle for someone who says has a bigger budget.
0: And so if you are going to use an event stylist for, let's say, something smaller like that, Mm -hmm. a a media dinner where you don't need any kind of uh, big, wonderful uh, elements, how much roughly would we be looking at if you're going to have, let's say, florals on the table and some place cards? And maybe some bespoke napkins so you're not using what the restaurant has and any other kind of elements that you think would probably fit into that. What are we looking at? Is it a
1: couple of thousand dollars? I mean, I would definitely say probably around three to five, pushing to six. Again, it just depends on how many people you have there. Sure. The type of florals that you'd like. Like obviously an orchid will be definitely more expensive than say a tulip or or a rose. Again, the season, like in Australia, our roses, local roses, are beautiful summer spring time, winter time. I love winter flowers and we can use natives and things like that too. And that natives are also quite cost effective if budget isn't huge using Australian natives and it gets, you know, you're supporting local farmers here. Yeah. So I would say between, you know, three to five thousand six thousand for a small event and that's including table linens and your napkins your place cards and your florals on the table and sometimes candles too which I definitely recommend for a dinner time event some venues might not allow open flames but there is a great alternative that we have for beautiful wax candles that look real
0: Mm, okay gorgeous so I guess then what are some of the tips and tricks that you would recommend if you don't have that you know three to six grand but you do want to make your event look great. I mean, some of the ones that I know I've done before are doing place cards. Mm-hmm. So you can do those yourself. You can, as long as yeah. your printer can handle the, the stock, and by stock we mean the thickness of the of the card that you're using. Otherwise, you can get some printed off at a printer nearby, um, handwriting the names out yourself rather than just printing them out Is a really nice personal touch. What are some other things that you could look at doing?
1: If it's a sit-down dinner, a menu per place settings, always a great way. It creates another element for the table, but also on there you can put your social hashtag on to encourage people to take photos throughout the night. Um, It's a great way for them to see what's coming up as well napkins you know you guys can easily go hire out some napkins yourself if that's something your budget doesn't permit by having an event stylist um are
0: there different types of napkins like a linen napkins recommended or not yeah I definitely say
1: a linen napkin is my usual go-to and Think outside the box. Don't you don't necessarily have to have it perfectly folded on the side of the plate. You can drape it on the middle of the plate. You can tie a knot and have it drape all the way down. Create different dimensions and, and texture on the table. We'll encourage everyone to sit down and think, wow, this is really beautiful. And you can Google those things. If you're like, well, oh, how, yeah. how on
0: earth do I fold a napkin so it looks lovely and soft? Google. Yeah,
1: Google. Napkin rings are another one. You don't have to think old school napkin rings. There's some beautiful ceramic ones out there. Again, if you're looking for the budget, if it's too tight to high napkin rings, yeah, look at different ways of folding it and placing it on the table. Coasters as well could be a great one for your wine glasses. But place cards as well don't necessarily have to be your usual cards that has been folded. If budget is tight, another great way is thinking of fun ways of writing people's names as a place card. So we've done um, scallop shells before, which which was a bit of a seafood feast Mm -hmm. that we did. We've done it on marble coasters. I mean, Kmart nowadays is amazing with their homewares (laughs) and, you know, that's something I've done many times is getting the marble hexagonal Kmart coasters and people take that home. I mean, weddings, it's huge having that you know, thinking of different ways to have that place card that people can actually take that home as a bit of a keepsake as well.
0: And I guess one thing you know, from my experience, I've been doing PR for about 20 years now. And the only events that I will attempt to do the styling on my own are a small media mm. dinner um, or a media dinner that's in a restaurant. You know, my clients are mostly restaurants and bars. So I don't need to theme up a space. The existing space is is beautiful enough. So it's just some light florals on the tables or a centerpiece, depending on how many people there are. Uh, but yeah, in my experience, they're the only events that I would attempt to style on my own. And that's just through experience of Watching yourself and other event stylists and being able to pick up tips. But if you are new to organising events and hosting events, then I certainly would not be looking at a hundred person canapé event and trying to quite manage daunting that space. If you don't
1: know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't do that, you know. And I think I've I've learned a lot over the years. So yeah, I think it's knowing knowing how much you can um, cope with is really important. And being honest and going back to your manager and your client and saying, mm. Look, for a thousand dollars, we can't use an event stylist. I can spend five hundred dollars on florals and I can, you know, spend X amount on some lovely paper. Uh, but if that's not the look you're going after and you're going after something that looks like this, then that is beyond the scope of our capabilities. Yeah.
1: And as you said, you know, your clients are restaurants, you know, um, bars and things like that. Your space is pretty much already styled up for you where I'm talking about spaces that you really need to bring everything in, furniture, all that sort of thing. Restaurants, definitely you can do yourself with the details we just talked about. But if you are doing a different venue that you need to bring a lot of the detail in yourself, hire a stylist. As I said, it makes your job less stressful. We'll look after all that for you. You guys focus on chatting to media, you know, making sure your client happy with everything that's going on and we can take care of all the nitty-gritty details when it comes to the look and feel of the event.
0: Couldn't agree more. Okay, so let's do a quick recap of the most important things to keep in mind if you
1: are going to approach an event stylist. So number one, what's your budget? Also, what's the look and feel you're going for? the time frame for access, bump in, bump out, um, and accessibility as well. Are you up on the 100th floor? Is there a loading dock where we need security passes? All that sort of detail is super important. A floor plan for the, um, you as well is also very helpful. And I guess a list of mandatories would also be really good to know. When I say mandatories, I mean, do you need to have you know, an Instagram wall, for example, or you have to have a dessert bar you know what are your mandates what do you have to have at your event and if you
0: are uh, because we're currently based in sydney but if you are based interstate in australia and you are looking to track down an event stylist what are the things you should be looking for
1: i guess making sure that you're you know like their past work is it something that you could see at your event as a stylist instagram is our number one marketing platform so Do a bit of a Google, look at their Instagram page, see their previous work. If you like what you see, contact them. Simple as that. Yep.
0: (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining us today, Tess. If you've got any questions about event styling that you want to send my way, head to the website and you'll find my contact details there. And if you want to get in touch with Tess to chat about styling an event for you, head to her website, thestylemaison.com.au and she can help you out. Thanks, Tess. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The PR Pod. For more expert tips on working in PR, head to www.theprpod.com.